Right now? Yep. Okay. Very good. So you said this. Say it again. Breakthrough. 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 A next fab made podcast. A next fab made podcast. All right, I'll try again. Breakthrough. A next fab made podcast. Breakthrough is a podcast series about making. Making discoveries, making a difference in the community, and making the world a better place. It's the stories of startups and inventors who are developing products that have social value by solving real-world problems. It's about artisans and entrepreneurs who have broken through the mold to live their best lives. Welcome to episode number three of Breakthrough, a Next Fab Made podcast series. I'm your host, Ron Bauman, founder of Milk Street Marketing and a member of NextFab. Our guest on this episode is Maria Schneider, a visual artist who originally hails from Madrid, Spain, and holds degrees in law and finance. Maria is a beautiful example of someone who took their passion and turned it into a profession. Her work is on display at an impressive list of corporate locations and art galleries throughout the region. We started by talking about how, through a love of digital media and beautiful things, she found lasers and inspiration in urban architectural landscapes. Maria. Hi. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to join us here at NextFab South Philly and speak with us. Thank you. I actually uh, love to come here and I come here like um, very often. Sometimes weekends, sometimes during the week, but at least three, four days a week. Are you a a full-time member? I am a full-time member, yes. and I spend as I said, some weeks I am here every day, sometimes from 10 to 10, and sometimes so a little less. Wow. But, yeah. That's awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I am an artist, and I am I'm originally from Spain. So I moved here, and then I found out that um, art was my passion, even though my background is in law and finance, which okay. is what I came to the U.S. But um, after that, I started working with um, traditional media, and little by little, I found, well, I found lasers. I was working in uh, West Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and I took a tour next fab, and I found out that lasers existed. Yeah, I found lasers. I, because I don't come from the technology field, for me, it was a kind of like a new thing, and, um, and I really wanted to work with that. Okay. So I started, like, using lasers into my art, and that's how I came out to be um, a member of NextFab, and I started doing that. Awesome. Where are you from originally? I'm from Madrid, Spain. Oh, nice. So, but I have been here for forever. So. And you came here for work, professionally, for no, law? No, I came here finance? as a student. I started to study a oh. master's. Okay. I came to study a master's in finance. Um, I studied law and then finance. And that actually um, informs a lot of my work. It's very conceptual in some ways. Mm-hmm. But then I was incorporated for a while and decided to become an artist because for me it was a way to much better expression. Like some people write books and I thought I could really do more, much more like with my uh, visually. And that's how I came out to be an artist. And I kind of like hung out the corporate world and I ended up um, just like doing this full time and trying to see how I... Have you, have you always been passionate about art? And... Yes, I always like art, but it's for me, yeah, it's, I always love art. I like beautiful things, so anything that is beautiful, which is a very broad concert. Uh, but it's not that I went to the museums I draw when I was little. I never did that, but I always like beautiful things. And I always wanted to express myself, so for me, art is a way of self-expression more than anything else. 
and now you're you're selling your art through your website, MariaRSchneider.com? Um, no, actually, well, I do sell it through my website, but and it's not directly. It's more my my presentation card. I work mostly with um, with art advisors, okay. and I when they call me and then they see my work, they ask me to present proposals to specific spaces. So most of my work is done on commission for people ah. that they they like the work and they have a specific space. And all my work is very specific to where I do it because I work a lot with cities. Sure. And the last few years I have been um, working specifically with invisible cities, what I call. Mm-hmm. In every part of a city there is uh, certain areas that nobody wants to see or they have been demolished or destroyed or decayed. And I, my idea is to bring all that that is invisible or people don't want to see to the forefront. And that's how I try to work that into my art. That's awesome. So that's what I do with cities. Next, Maria explains how she aims to tell the hidden stories and history of neighborhoods, where she finds inspiration, and how she fuses technology and art to create a unique narrative form. Um, what I do is that for me to bring to visibility to this part of the city, I found out that LEDs, I love technology, even though I think really technology is very new to me in so many ways, mm-hmm. but anything that is really new for me is very attractive. And I, when I start working with the lasers, then I discover, well, if you take some light and then you apply to the, to the image, mm-hmm. then you change the perception. So I start working on layers. Um, like every perception, you look at something and you have three layers, like basically it's your knowledge. And right. I try to highlight what you don't want to see with the LEDs. So I start incorporating that into my work, trying to highlight what you don't want to see, uh, but at the same time makes you think about it. So it's like your first front. And right. then I create kind of the different areas of the city built into that. So it's a lot of cityscapes. Yes, I do now mostly. I do... Um, cityscapes um, and the cityscapes are because of that for example if you go to Kessington in Philadelphia sure. uh, Kessington is an area that has been um, it was really decay and it was really a blight and in the last few years a couple of years maybe three it has been changing gentrifying but yeah. there are many bonds in that part of the city that they disappear there used to be a lot of industry and that was demolished and with the industry, the mall is in the industry, you change the makeup of that neighborhood. Kessington, when you go to Kessington, uh, there, is, um, there are many areas that have disappeared, or the industry has moved away, but mm-hmm. there are still many buildings that they kind of like have a history. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to bring that, to kind of like tell people about it, like there was something here that you don't know, but it was here. So I will have a landscape and a cityscape of Philadelphia, the very nice areas that everybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. And then I incorporate that with areas that they are invisible to most people because or they don't go there or they have disappeared. Um, the same thing, for example, with the parkway. I did this series with the parkway uh, within Liquid. And then what I did with that is the parkway came about to be because they demolished about... I mean, all the industry, like uh, Baldwin Locomotive was on the parkway in the, like, 100 years ago. So when they demolished that, all the people that were, it's almost going bankrupt, but all the people have to move mm-hmm. away, and they did a beautiful parkway. So there was a change in neighborhood, 
by the change on the history of the buildings of the neighborhood. Sure. So it's kind of like bringing the history back to the present with the LED and the lasers and the landscapes. Awesome. Where so, else do you find inspiration for your art? Um, actually, I am very... I have, I have something it's called ideaphoria, which I ideas is like I'm always like looking at things and thinking how you can do something with that right. and change it. So many of the ideas just looking around, I, I am always driving around. I go to the most remote areas of the city and not only of Philadelphia, but in other cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I try to find what were the places that people don't go to or people that they find the other kind of the edge of the neighborhood. And I explore constantly, um, everywhere. When I go up to a new city or a city I have been to, I go to all the places from the nicest places to the places that people really don't want to be. So for me, I just, I just love that. It's, like, it's very lively. I love cities. Maria goes on to tell us about her experiences as a member at NextFat, what entrepreneurship means to her, and the benefits of being part of the making community. Actually, I find it a very creative, very enlightening community. And I even when I could do some of the work in my computer at home, um, I love to come here because I think there is a lot of energy. Just what, seeing what other people are doing, mm-hmm. even even if you don't talk to them, everybody is very, it's very friendly, but it's very focused. So everybody will be working on whatever they are doing. And but I always find really lots of very interesting projects. I always ask people, what do you do? What's your company about? Mm-hmm. And it's because for me, I'm extremely curious and always like intellectually, very, my curiosity is like, I want to know about everything I can know. Mm-hmm. And I, just seeing here, there are so much energy of people that just is very inspiring to me. So I love to be here for that. Like everybody's very young and very kind of like, go and get it and do it. And I just, <laughs> I just love that. So. That's great. Yeah. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entrepreneur? Both, because... Both. Um, I mean, art is, is very nice, and you can do all these nice things, but you have to sell it, otherwise you have to survive, because, you know. Um, for me, so it's both. You have to sell your art, um, and that's how I consider myself both. That's awesome. So, so how are some of the other ways that NextFabs helped you as an entrepreneur? Um, because many times when I have specific issues of, like, the... the building of the process. For example, if I have to build a frame, mm-hmm. well, I am not a carpenter, but they will help me, they help me actually, to build my own frames, mm-hmm. which now I don't do myself, but I had to learn how to build them to really um, have somebody else do it. So they help me in every question. Like today I was, I had some questions about, I was trying to do something with Illustrator. I asked them, so it's always very supportive community They will tell you, oh, this is the way you do it. There is a lot of expertise here, right. a wealth of expertise. And I love that, so it's kind of like really nice. So what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs looking to venture into this type of art form? Um, I will say just come and start trying and start like, come here and start being curious. And you can always, just by looking around, you have an idea. Mm-hmm. Come and see how you can execute the idea. So I think that's very important because you will have the support and you come up with an idea and they will kind of like help you to go along and then you can do, you have the equipment and you have the technology and the expertise to, I mean, you have to do it, but you, they can give you kind of a push. So that's why I do it. Um, so I guess, you know, one of the things we really like to do is really kind of draw into like the heart of the passion and the inspiration. Uh-huh. Is there anything that you think, you know, for lack <laughs> 
no pun intended, but sparked some of the, you know, the creative, um, you know, juices in you to sort of go in this direction with your art? Um, I mean, what made you choose LED lighting? I mean, you could have produced this art in numerous different ways. Because I thought LEDs, because I think LEDs are very, because I, I love light. Okay. And I love, like, I would love, I am not an engineer, but I would love to learn everything about light and how light changes things. Like, when you project light different ways, you change the perception of things. Sure. And even, it's like having, from a conceptual point of view for me, when you look at something, there are many perceptions, you can, many layers you can look at. Mm -hmm. You can be, I don't know, an intellectual in so many ways. You like, uh, there are so many things you can do, but light changes everything. So something that is very dark. So for me, LEDs were like, kind of like the easiest way to use within now. But right. I am always exploring, like, like new things come up and looking at how to do, for example, like, like do um, sound with my work. Okay. And anyway, so I'm going like always pushing and making much larger pieces, which are much more complicated. So you primarily work in the electronics department for the LED lighting? No, actually, the, no, because it's what I, the LED is it's not that, what I do is pretty simple considering what this, some of the people here do. Mm -hmm. um, but I use electronics yes, just to hook up the LEDs. Okay. Uh, but most of them I use the lasers. Okay. Uh, lasers is my thing. Try to use the lasers in so many ways. Like There is a lot of things to learn with it, like how you can really make it uh, really much more interesting. So I work with that. Maria then describes her artistic process, trying new things and how she never does the same thing twice. The way I work is like I take my, I first of all take an image, I maybe just take a photograph myself, mm -hmm. um, or I can just sometimes open a stock, you have many pictures of like cities and places. Sure. So use many of historical pictures, I use a lot of that okay. too. Like, I don't know, they, Philadelphia has a great archive of historical oh, yeah. photographs, yeah. so take those. Uh, then I digitize them, I start working with them. Because I, so I you pull them into Photoshop or yes, Illustrator? Yes, yeah, I put them into Photoshop, and then because I'm very intuitive, sometimes it's that it's not my process, I never repeat the same thing twice. So I start with Photoshop, and a picture I start looking like, look this way, it's kind of like very intuitive. Mm -hmm. So I start changing the pictures, and what I think should be the final okay. image. So it takes me a while, but I know how I want it to look like, but I'm not sure. So I kind of sometimes unexpected, like, the perfect mistakes, right. which I love, so I start Happy accidents, that. we call exactly, them. Exactly, yeah. happy accidents. So I start doing like a back layer of that. Then okay. I color them with um, specific paint, and I do uh, a layer of color that I peel, and then I do another layer in which I will also use Illustrator on Photoshop, okay. and they transfer it to it. To do, I start with a very thick line to a very thin line. Okay. And it's, um, that's how, like if I wanna emphasize, for example, a building that has been demolished. So I will try to put that in the front mm -hmm. and then try to do the lights and this has to, have to put the LEDs around. Right. Um, but I'm always exploring like new things to do, like I'm using certain kind of paints and then I start using three or four paints within the same uh, um, mm -hmm. work. And that's how I usually work. So you have the, you have the, you have the vision in mind when you start the process of creating and then you figure out how you're gonna get there Yes, because Through trial and error and just sort of tinkering and yes, it's because usually when I do certain, 
most of the work I do, as I told you, is like for specific spaces. Sure. So if, if I want a project, for example, I'm working now in a project in West Philadelphia. Uh, it's a specific building, and they are required, the requirement is to use west of the, the city in general, mm -hmm. but then also west of the city, and buildings of the city that they kind of like is the old Philadelphia. Right. And then I have to start finding out how to um, layer all those images to make a vision of this is the future, this is the past, and this is what we are here, and that's how this, this place is so beautiful. And that's how it works, so it depends. Um, I know self finished another series, it was The Connection, in which I, uh, because the person that the client needed, wanted love water and love mm -hmm. the rivers. So I ended up using different buildings within the city that they were meaningful to this uh, company, but also using the rivers. So I took, use all the rivers of Philadelphia, all the, excuse me, the bridges of Philadelphia. Okay. So I use the Benjamin Franklin Bridge because it's the um, east-west connection, then the north-south connection, the south street bridge, the Falls, east Falls Bridge. So kind of like connecting the city right. plus the, the buildings that they were there. So it was very specific ideas, and I have to put them all together to make it work. Okay. So nice. that's usually how I work, but awesome. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's why I'm working with cities, but now I also started working with gardens. Um, somebody wanted to be doing something with layers of like longwood gardens, so I'm trying to incorporate much more color mm -hmm. and use that using, um, which is landscape, but within the buildings. So it's always exploring, uh, but also using the city of Wilmington, which is a very different area, and, and the DuPont Estate. And, it's kind of like always the people say, like, I would like to have this idea. It's like, okay, let me see what I can do with that. We wrapped up our conversation by discussing what the future holds for Maria and where she wants to go with her business and her art. Um, uh, well, I would like to do really large works. Okay. And, I, um, and I would like to create really very large works, and I... We like something so big. Was, How big? I don't know, like five by eight feet. Five by eight, eight feet. feet okay. Like really large pieces, like with a lot of layers, a lot of light, mm -hmm. and maybe light that goes like flashes and comes on and off, and then becomes kind of like disappearing and appearing without being like a disco kind of effect. And um, I don't know. That's that's how we like to do. Maybe to be at a big museum someday. Yeah, to be at the moment. I don't know. That's why. I, art is, I want to create beauty, but at the same time, I wanted to create something that you like to see that, just go and see it. So it adds to the value of the aesthetic of the landscape, you know, of the city and, and our environments yeah. and our communities. Yeah, and then to make people aware, like sometimes I incorporate like um, saying words into my art and sure. then it's, it's kind of create message too. Right. So you can help tell a story in a really different sort of impactful way. Yeah, yes, exactly. Stay in a story, but you can look at it without knowing the story, still like it. You don't have to explain it. So I, I love my art to be, you look at it, you like it, but there is a story behind that makes me more interesting once you know it. So that's how, that's how I try to work. And I was thinking, constantly. Right. Of course, driving, you're an artist. Driving, a thing, I don't know, driving and thinking, just how I can do and get things. So. Awesome. Well, Maria, thank you so much for My taking pleasure. the time to speak with us today. We sure, wish you the best of luck. We thank you. can't wait to see more of your art. Thank you. And we'll see you around really the show. Yep, yeah. I'll be around. Yeah.
doing things. All right, awesome. So, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Breakthrough. I'm your host, Ron Bauman, serial entrepreneur, founder of Milk Street Marketing, and NextFab member. To learn more about how NextFab can make your ideas come to life, visit nextfab.com and be sure to follow hashtag NextFabMade on social to see what our members are making.